Hello everyone and welcome back to the Just a United Fan podcast on Spotify and uh, to all those who did listen to the first episode I hope you enjoyed it and this will be the second one I think uploaded a day or two bef- uh, after the first one was uploaded I'm not sure uh, and we talked about the Milan contest in the first episode as well as the delightful derby victory that we had and how we can take inspiration from it for future games against the big team starting with AC Milan I have to say uh, by the way by the time this one comes out that game might be over I'm ra- recording about two hours before the game I think uh, which is why uh, I won't be able to give you any of the results in this game or my thoughts about it but Today we'll be discussing about an entirely different topic altogether because as many of you would know, two days ago, Man United finally, finally appointed a sporting director or a football director or director of football. I don't know. You can call it whatever you want. And this was very unexpected. It was out of the blue. And the way they announced it, I thought it might be some big name. Uh, but it's it's not, of course. It's John Murta, and I've never heard him, uh, never heard about him too much. I think he was maybe at the club before. Um, I'm not sure. And there's not much data about him available on the internet as well. And uh, but regardless of that, I think it's however small one may view it. It is a step forward that finally we have some sort of structure that is reminiscent of what is done in modern football clubs so of course we we appointed a director of football uh, who will be the chief in charge of all the signings and transfers and he'll work closely with Olegan Solskjaer the manager but there's also a place called a technical director which has been now assigned to Darren Fletcher the former fielder that played for our club and scored some really important goals I have to say and uh, he was not really a goal scorer, he was a defensive midfielder and he did his job pretty well. He served the club well and now he'll be looking to do the same again. And I think a few few days ago he joined the club uh, in a different capacity and he has since been promoted and I'm all for it to be honest. We need a technical director, we need a director of football and it's no secret considering the amount of money we've wasted on the wrong kind of signings over the years post the Ferguson era and I, I think even before the Ferguson era since the Glazers have taken over our transfer policies haven't been the best let's be honest about that because we've, we've let go of people like Paul Pogba which we shouldn't have done but again that was because of his attitude I think Sir Alex didn't like it and he was well within his rights to let go of him but in the same era we signed Phil Jones and look what a disaster he has been uh, I mean there are so many examples of these but I think the one we need to cite where where Edward Ward's weaknesses have come into play and they've actually shown him as the wrong person to take charge of United they've, these, these instances that I'm going to tell you right now these have shown us and the world and they've actually ashamed Edward Ward if, if that's a word I think if you can use it that way they've brought shame to Edward Ward because after he sold these players they've gone on they've gone on to succeed 
and at every club there's a flop every now and again and he goes to a different club and succeeds so that's i mean people could say that's only a case of him not working out in this current system that uh, the teams were playing in and it's it's a shortcoming of the decision makers and the coach but when it happens as often it as ha- as it happens in at, at our club you have to acknowledge the fact that there's a problem and it's i don't know what kind of power the current director of football that we appointed will have uh, will he be able to take will, will he be able to have a say on all transfers or not how much of a say ed woodward will have in the decision making we don't know these things yet and that's why i think we were hoping for a high profile signing in that position because because it's it's kind of like the case of ole gunnar solsha he he cannot ask for more money because he's not exactly an experienced person in his capacity so we needed someone in the director of football position who can who has experience in that capacity and he can he can use that as leverage to get more funds or get whatever decision he wants from edward ward and again that has not happened it seems like the club always wants to choose the cheaper option out and this mentality it was the exact reason why we needed a director of football in the first place but it seems like it started sort of a cycle again where we appoint someone and it's it it still might not reap rewards and a lot of people i think we have to be optimistic about this it's it's a step forward it's it's a step in the right direction there's a change in structure at our football club which is reminiscent of the bigger clubs so of the modern clubs actually i should say so we have to be optimistic about that but at the same time we should not get ahead of ourselves we need to look in the mirror and see the right picture we can't let our eyes deceive us because john marta is not that big a name and he is the cheaper option let's be honest if if edward ward could have gone f- i th- i think if if man united asked or you know offered edwin van der sar the job i think he would have expe- uh, accepted it he would have come from ajax to man united it's the right step for his career going forward he would have done it but and it's as easy for united to do it as well because there's a good relationship between the club and edwin van der sar but we didn't go for him and this is the kind of mentality we want to erase from our club which is why we need a director of football but it it's kind of turning out the other way if you if you get what i'm saying so while we should be optimistic about the change that is happening at our club we also need to be really careful in how we assess that and uh, of course we kind of derailed off topic there uh, the main thing i was going to talk about was how our transfer policy has failed us over the years and some instances where it has completely backfired on edward ward so i think i mean this whole concept started from the one thing uh, not the thing the one team that i feel like has most of our players uh, most of our rejects i have to say and those four players are romelu lukaku alexis sanchez ashley young and matteo damian and that team is inter milan who are right now leading the serie a i think they're six points clear They're 10 points clear of last year's champions and the champions of the last 9 years Juventus. And when you look at that, you're thinking 
these players have left our club and i don't think all of them were humiliated but they didn't get much respect from our club and they're doing great things and while you could say that players like lukaku and and ashley young they didn't really really suit our purposes right now because ashley young wasn't getting any younger that wasn't pun intended if you're thinking like that but he's he isn't young anymore he's getting old he can't survive in the premier league so he went to the serie a a league that is more suited to his pace lukaku i don't think he wanted to stay at the club even though his two years he did do some good things for us in the second season it just capitulated and i don't think he suited the kind of football olegana solja wanted to play so there's another i think a waste of a signing to be honest and we didn't plan things properly which is why this has happened alexis sanchez what a disaster of a signing he was and i don't think he's contributed much to that inter milan side since going there but i think recently in their win i think it was a 2-0 win i don't remember against whom he scored the two goals i i believe he did score the two goals and look they're ahead i think that's the win with which they went six points clear so things are rosy for them right now and we know near winning the league title we discussed about that in the last episode so we need to assess where we are right now vis-a-vis that our transfer policies that's a man united reject fc that are about to win the serie a and i backed them to win it because uh, i've always had a soft spot for inter milan but it highlights our shortcomings in terms of transfers and how we decide to let go of them i think matteo damian as well he was not suited to the premier league he's more suited to the serie a and he has a lot of respect in the serie a as well the other i think one of the biggest ones is memphis depay he's i think one of the best center forwards in the world right now and he was absolutely abysmal for us and why does this keep happening that was my notification i'm sorry for that yeah so back to why does this keep happening and the simple answer is edward was edward word has got no clue about what football is about how to make signings and which one is the right signing to make for the club he hasn't and it's not really his fault the glazers have put him in a position and they've i'm i'm sure they must have buttered him up saying you are the right man for the job and he's been trying for all these years to do the right thing and finally he's realized he can't really do it on his own so he's asked for a little help i presume and the little part here of course of course it stems from how he's chosen again for the cheaper and inexperienced option so that he can't be pushed around that much but i think slowly he's also realizing that he's not really doing he doesn't really have what it takes to uh, to make signings and to make signings to make the right signings for such a huge football club and i think now it's coming through so the way i see it i still think edward wood will have the major say on transfers and other stuff football related but it is a sign of progress and i think we should bring some positivity and optimism through it at the same time not jump on the bandwagon too much and we we cannot just say that all these transfers of failures because they weren't the type of signing united should be making because they were all good players let's be honest and i think there could have been a way of integrating them into the team and 
some of them i think it could have been because of their personal attitudes towards the club and i think of maybe a case of them not a- being able to handle the pressure but then again that that just brings us back to the first point which is we want a person who is capable of signing players that can handle that kind of pressure that comes when you play for man united so i don't I, even though we can't blame the players here and that's what we are doing in the first place we're not blaming the players exactly even though some of their attitudes have been bad the real problem still lies with with the person making the transfers or making the decisions because even though you might argue that the player couldn't handle the pressure the player couldn't cope with the expectations then that's where the shortcomings of the people that signed the player come through because the people who signed the player they should have known better than to sign a player who can't handle the pressure knowing that is what makes you a good football club runner if that makes sense so that's why i think we might have a little help from the dio of uh, the director of football because he he might even though i've said this again and again in this episode that edward ward might have the ma- majority of the say on who gets signed but i think the shortlist itself that comes to him might consist of of options out of which i think 90% will be players that are capable of handling such pressure so this is one place where we can uh, we can think that yeah there might be some progress and which is why i'm saying this continually this is progress this appointment of a technical director and a football director this is progress but still even though we get those lists and there might be if in case john morta just says okay this this is the player i want this is the main guy and edward wood says no man i'm not having it uh this guy's too expensive or something like that this is something i can i think which will still exist we do not go for the first choice and the only the the, the progress part is that the other players on the shortlist that is the third choice or maybe the fourth choice that we usually end up going for might just be better than the ones we have gone for in the previous years so that's the one part of the progress that comes when you appoint a dof or a director of football no matter who it is so i think we i think edward ward will slowly realize that he he needs more help in this and if he does do that i think it's worth the wait but this is progress and we must get behind the club it's it's a positive time for the club we've just won the bragging rights for manchester for the city of manchester and we need we need to let the positivity flow but at the ta- same time as i've said i think a billion times in this episode already we should not get ahead of ourselves and hopefully this this new change in structure in our club can bring success to our club in the future thank you for listening to this podcast and i'll i hope you enjoyed it and i hope you got the message i was trying to convey you even though it it kind of got off track in between and i hope to entertain you again